Welcome to the Business Diaries podcast, where we uncover the stories that shaped the business owner. Brought to you by Lisa Settle and Isla O'Hara. Welcome to the Business Diaries podcast. My name is Lisa Settle. And my name is Isla O'Hara. The Business Diaries is a quarterly storytelling event where business owners come together to share their stories and show us how life is from their viewpoint. It's always an entertaining evening. The stories are often fascinating, some sad and some hilarious. And as you can imagine, we experience every emotion along the way. Isla and I started the podcast to to have a more in-depth discussion with the storytellers. Since lockdown, we have done things slightly differently. We've been inviting the storytellers who haven't yet shared their story. So I'll pass it over to you, Isla, to explain some more. Thank you. So earlier this year in March, Business Diaries Tunbridge Wells was all set, raring to go with five local storytellers ready to share their story on a theme, on the theme, a curveball. But as Lisa said, things are different now and our event in March did not take place. But I am so thrilled to welcome one of the storytellers who was going to share her story back in March to going to share her story today. And I'm thrilled to welcome Marguerite Stain. Hi, Hi Marguerite. Hi, thank Hi. you for having me. Oh, we're Thanks delighted. for joining us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But before I hand the airwaves over to Marguerite, let me tell you a little bit about her. Marguerite, aka the Step Family Harmony Coach, is a professional life coach and certified step-parent coach. Originally from South Africa, she's now based in the UK, where she runs her private coaching practice here in Kent. As a step-mum to two adult stepchildren, bio-mum to two teens, and co-parent with two ex-husbands, she understands the complexities and challenges surrounding step-family life. She offers focused support and coaching, as well as alternative conflict resolution to help families find lasting solutions to specific issues relating to their family dynamics. She's passionate about helping step parents create step family harmony through having an open mind, a sense of humour and compassion. I can't wait for the discussion that's going to follow Marguerite's story because I'm going to hand over to you, Marguerite, and you're going to share a story about what happened to you when a curveball hit you. Over to you. Thank you very much. And thank you so much for inviting me to um, appear on your podcast. This is very exciting. So you may be wondering why a Step Family Dynamics coach has been invited to record a podcast with the Business Diaries. But bear with me. And hopefully it will all become clear later on. I'm wondering how many of you listening to this podcast are step parents or in a relationship with someone with kids, or you might be a stepchild yourself. I'm wondering how many of you are in a co-parenting situation where your children, where your children's time is split between two homes. And I'm wondering how many of you know someone, maybe a friend or a relative or a colleague who finds themselves in a step-family or co-parenting situation. A lot of us are affected by step-parenting, blended family or co-parenting dynamics in one way or another. But I also wonder how many of you are aware of or can relate to 
the disharmony that can occur in step families. As a stepmom myself, I can assure you that step parents want harmony in their homes, just like any other parent, just like any other parent. In 2009, a massive curveball hit me right between the eyes. I met the perfect man just when I thought I was destined to be a single mum to my two very young children forever. And my perfect man just happened to come with two very boisterous preteen boys. To give you a little bit of context around what life was like for me at the time, I was living with my two kids. They were only my daughter was only one and my son was six at the time. And we were living together as a little family unit of three for about two years while I was dating Jim, my now husband. We did spend time with Jim and his kids from time to time. But on the whole, when it was just my kids and I at my place, life was pretty peaceful and quiet, just the way I liked it. In 2011, Jim and I bought a house together. And we started the process of blending our two family units together. But still, on the whole, life was pretty peaceful. And we fell into quite a nice rhythm for a couple of years where my kids were living with us full time and Jim's kids stayed with us every other weekend. So we found ourselves in a space where we had every week, every other weekend, either with all the kids or no kids at all. But in 2015, I got hit by another massive curveball when both my stepsons, I think they were around 15, 16 at the time, came to live with us full time. This was a big shock to my system. As an introvert, as you probably gathered by now, I quite like peace and quiet. Did I mention that they are boisterous? My husband used to joke about his boys, that they take boisterousness to another level. One day I got home from work early and as I was walking up the road towards our house, I saw, um, I saw our neighbour from across the road standing outside her house looking up at ours. Puzzled but ever polite, I greeted her. But she looked at me, shook her head and went back into her own house. I was very confused. It was then that I heard the shouting and swearing coming from our house. My heart dropped. I felt embarrassed, ashamed, mortified. Reluctantly, I went inside. Every ounce of my being wanted to turn around and run for the hills. As I was walking up the stairs, my legs turned to lead. My heart started hammering in my chest and I started shaking. The shouting got louder, the swearing more colourful and the noise, oh my God, the noise was unbearable. Walking to my stepson's room, I found them in the middle of a massive fight because one dead set foot in the other's bedroom. To the innocent observer, this may just seem like normal sibling rivalry. And I'm sure a few of you listening to this podcast 
who have teenagers can relate. But I realized very quickly, this situation was completely out of my control. One of them had a baseball bat. I was out of my depth. Now, I'd love to be able to tell you that I dealt with the situation in a mature and responsible way. But instead, I turned into my 14-year-old teenage self. I started screaming at them. I was shouting that I was going to tell their dad that they were behaving like animals and that I didn't want them in my house. That was not my proudest at my moment. I'm ashamed to admit that I didn't deal with the situation very well at all. If anything, I only perpetuated it and I poured fuel onto an already roaring fire. As the adult in our home, I had the responsibility, but I had zero authority. They were not my kids. I had no idea what to do. Now, I want to be clear here. My stepsons are not bad people, and I love them dearly. They are brothers who sometimes fight. But at the time, I was feeling unsafe in my own home with two very volatile and strong teenage lads who both towered over me and who could fly off the handle at any given moment without warning. Now, I obviously called their dad and I told them to get home right now and sort out his kids. But as a result of this incident, I spent more time at work and I avoided time at home with my stepkids without my husband present. And when I was at home, I withdrew completely and I disengaged from them. My home didn't feel like my home anymore. I realised that day that I had to do something. I had to take back control. And I had to bring fat. I had to bring harmony back into my home. It was around this time that I started blogging anonymously. Nobody read it, apart from my sister back in South Africa. My blog was called The Discombobulated Stepmum. And I found the exercise of journaling my experience very cathartic. And it was also then that I came across other blogs by other stepmums who found the business of step parenting rather challenging. But I also realised that I wasn't alone in finding it hard and that I could use my experience to help other step parents. Fast forward to today, I've now worked with step family experts from around the world and I've developed a research based framework to help other step parents overcome challenges specific to their unique step family dynamics. My framework consists of five principles, which are having realistic expectations about step family life, defining the step parent's role within the step family, creating and maintaining healthy boundaries, nurturing the couple relationship, and last but not least, practicing self-care. Now, these principles can be applied by anyone, 
for any reason at any point in their life. It's not just for step parents. But I find that these principles work very well with step parents to overcome challenges. And I believe, and I've seen first the evidence firsthand from my own experience and working with other step parents, that when these principles are implemented and embedded, they pave the way to step family harmony. So I'm just going to share a few statistics with you. Did you know that step families are the fastest growing family type in the UK? In 2011, it was estimated that one in three families are step families. But I expect now that that number will be much higher, which is even more reason why I now do what I do and why I want to help normalise step family experiences, which are still expected by society to function like traditional families, and they can't. My husband and I have now been together for 11 years. We've been married for six years this year. His kids are adults. His kids are now 22 and one is turning 23 soon. And mine are teenagers. They are 12 and 18. And even though we still face challenges around our step family dynamic, I now see the benefit of the coping strategies that I have put in place over the last 11 years which have helped me to develop the framework to help other step parents. I was a little nervous about coming onto this podcast today as it will be published in the public domain and I'm talking about my stepkids. So a few days ago, I sat down and talked to my elder stepson about it, um, who's home from uni at the moment and staying with us. And I asked him if he remembers the time I got home and he was about to hit his brother with a baseball bat. He started laughing. He said, yeah, he does remember. And he said, yeah, Max, I was well out of order. They call me Max, by the way. Yeah, I was well out of order, but I absolutely battered my brother. Anyway, we can laugh about it now. And I got his blessing to tell this story. To finish, I'd like to leave you with this beautiful quote by Lao Tzu. If there is to be peace in the home, there must be peace in the heart. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Marguerite, for sharing such a, an emotional and, and heartfelt story and being so honest with us. Wow, I can't wait to get stuck into the discussion. Lisa, I can, over the airwaves, I can practically hear the questions buzzing in your mind. Yeah, and I, I've also got some tears in my eyes, actually. Um, <laughs> I need to lie down after that. <laughs> I, know, well, I have to say, I've got the hairs on my arms are sticking up. I can, yeah, I'm sort of just imagining how I've come into my own children and, and their fights and, and, and all the moments mm. where I have not been I have not handled things in yes the best way possible. Yeah, and also the the you know so typical that you know now your stepson to say oh yeah and laugh it off you know mm-hmm. you think oh for goodness sake it was such a big thing at the time and but you know thank goodness that that you're there and you're at that point. I mean it's totally a fascinating subject, absolutely fascinating. Um, and, you know, I, I felt your pain at coming across the boys, you know, baseball bat in hand. I mean, how dreadful, <laughs> how dreadful. 
but you know that's that's not the first time that that's happened I'm sure and no. not in your family but you know uh, everywhere yeah. um clearly a time that highlighted things needed to change for you and I know that you talk about the need for defining your role etc cetera, etc cetera, but what was your first step your first move in that journey from baseball bat to, to harmony <laughs> if, if there is such a thing you know what what did you do how did you take yourself out of the the oh my god this this isn't this isn't for me I need to do something about it now so it took it took a lot of very very difficult discussions and conversations between my husband and I we also went for a lot of counseling um at the time because I just could not I just could not see a way for us to be able to deal with this ourselves as a couple and I think something that really got highlighted for me was that we never really sat down and had a discussion about expectations in the early days of our relationship and um, I didn't I talk about um, defining the role within the step family and I, I felt very lost I didn't know what my role was in his kids lives I knew I was mum to my kids but I didn't know what I was to his kids and it just took a lot of very hard conversations it took um, it, it took time for us to see the situation from each other's perspective and point of view. Um, so it's, it, it was hard, but I think, you know, there, there wasn't really one thing I can say that changed everything. Um, it definitely was a journey and it took time for us to realign our expectations, but also our values yeah, and, and and but great that you you saw the the need for some you know outside help. Yeah, um, absolutely. As well, uh, would you say that that was sort of pivotal in the it moving was. forward? It was, and but but um, it was around that time. So my husband and I went for counselling together, um, but around the same time, I started seeing a life coach independently for other reasons. But it was because I was so consumed by what was happening at home. The coaching was really beneficial because she helped me identify very specific things I wanted to change. And she helped me put strategies in place to mm. make that change happen. And I found that even though counselling for us as a couple was very, very useful and beneficial, I found for me as a stepmom to independently get the coaching to find ways to change the situation to work for me and to for me to to live life on my terms as well I found that really hugely beneficial what mm. I find fascinating about this this discussion in particular is that you talk of these uh difficult uh difficult conversations that you're having um with your husband and you're talking about going to counseling together but this is at the beginning of your relationship. This is when you, you're, you're excited. You, you talk about Jim being the man of your dreams. And typically when we're at the start of a new relationship, we want to be our best selves and we want to show up as our best selves and, and hide those parts of ourselves that might not be particularly attractive. And yet you're having to have these really difficult and intense conversations at the beginning of the relationship, uh, beginning of your relationship. How do you build that exciting part and nurture that relationship whilst you're going through these pretty tough discussions. So unfortunately for step, the, the reality for step families or for step couples is that there is no honeymoon phase. 
you don't have that time before the kids come along that you can really connect as a couple and enjoy each other's company. You don't have that in a step family. But the one benefit of, of having um, after separation or divorce is that, you know, if you've got a, a childcare arrangement in place, so the kids split their time between two homes. So we had every other weekend without the kids which a lot of first-time families or traditional couple families in um, a lot of couples and traditional families don't have. And so we, we had that kind of time to ourselves where we could, you know, shape our relationship um, without the kids. But then we had the challenge of when we had all the kids to try and um, find a way to overcome because it really polarises differences in parenting styles, differences in values. So it's really important, and I always, when I work with clients, it's so important. One of the first questions I always ask clients when I work with them is, have you had a discussion about expectations? And more often than not, the answer is no. And I feel so passionate about that because we never sat down and had those discussions. So, you know, one, one thing to overcome that is definitely talk about it in the beginning. And I know, I know it's hard when you're in a new relationship to talk about these things, really hard. But it's so important to for your expectations to be aligned. Mm. Yeah, and I want to just move on to you because you know I can imagine that not or, or in the early days it wasn't an easy time for you at all. I mean, it, you know, it must have been difficult to stay on track at times. Um, how how did you take care of yourself? How did you stay sane? So I definitely, um, <laughs> one of the things I, I started doing when um, we had the, when all the kids were with us, I actually started going to yoga classes just to get out of the house. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I then started a very long love affair with yoga. And, you know, so there there are silver linings and I still do <laughs> yoga to this day. And I can't imagine my life now without yoga. But one thing I would say is that, you know, don't lose yourself in this role don't it it can be really really all consuming and what I always say to stepmoms in particular is just you know make sure you have your own hobbies make sure you keep in touch with um your own friends and you know I know stepmoms who when they are invited to some to an event with friends they'll say oh let me check the schedule I need to make sure we don't have all the kids that weekend you don't have to be there Every weekend when your partner's kids are, are home, you are allowed to have your own life outside and your own hobbies and interests and friends outside of your family. And I think it's really, really important to remember that, to make sure that you take care of your own well-being. I don't know, go to exercise, um, see friends, go to you know theatre, music shows, whatever interests you have, keep those alive because you, you're going to need them. Yeah, really important, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you mentioned uh, the, the sort of the more softer skills. You, you, you know, you've mentioned your coping strategies and uh, you mentioned compassion and, and patience. What have the sort of these sorts of skills have you really had to work on and, and develop during this time? And, and what is your advice to uh, maybe families who are starting out in this situation? So you've already mentioned it, um, compassion for me was a big one. And, you know, the, the harsh reality 
for step families as is that it's ultimately born from loss, either through separation or divorce or the death of a parent. And I think as step parents, we sometimes forget that it's not just about us. It's also about our partners who are finding it hard to renegotiate a new relationship with their ex, the other parent of their children. It's difficult for the kids because very often kids want more than anything for their parents to get back together. So it's really important for the step parent to remember that, you know, everyone finds it hard in the situation. It's not just you. Mm. So it's really important to have that compassion for everyone. Yeah. And and, and I guess, you know, it happens at different stages for different people. So there's no sort of one size fits all. No, and I had a bit of a wake-up call in one of our counselling sessions, I just remembered. In one of our counselling sessions, I was really laying into my husband. I remember, you know, I'm not proud of it, but I was really, really laying into him. And it was actually the counsellor that said to us, you need to show each other some compassion. And it was a bit of a, I felt like I was being told off. Yeah. Um, You know, and I remembered that day, I was just like, oh my God, I've completely forgotten about everybody else because I've been so consumed by this all. And I felt incredibly selfish. So for me, compassion, yeah, compassion is a big one for me. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's 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 difficult, isn't it? Because the, the step parent comes in and has to pick up somewhere where the biological parent has had that time from birth. Um, you know, their relationships naturally progress, but you have to come in somewhere and and just pick up. And I know that you're not replacing a parent, but it's still a, a, a difficult difficult time to just come in and and pick up. So one of the things that I, I'm wondering about is, is, you know, children see things differently, but we all know as parents that, that fun rates very highly on every child's agenda. So is fun a key part of building that harmony and, and building that new role and relationship? Absolutely. But be, before I answer that one, I just wanted to pick up on something you just said about the step parent coming in. And I always like to compare it to, um, it's almost like you are joining a game that's already underway. You don't yes. know the rules. And also, as soon as you think you know the rules, they change it. Yeah. So you're coming into this kind of already formed unit with they have their own memories, they have their own traditions, and all of a sudden you you come in cold. Yeah. But absolutely, just coming back to your question about fun, and um, I think one of the things that probably saved things for my husband and I were just we both like to see the funny side, and we both have a good sense of humour, and I think it's coming back to you know yes having fun together as a family making sure making sure you really appreciate all the good things because that will really see you through when things start getting hard mm. Mm. and just another thing that's 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 just hit me is the the terminology mm. um you use in step family um I've heard different things. I've heard, you know, step family. I I know of step families that don't even use the word step. Um, I've heard of blended families, which I, I think is American. Um, that's a that's a new one. Um, how important is the technology? What you know, does it matter? 
the terminology i i think it's different for for everyone and you know i don't think there's a right or a wrong mm. i identify as a stepmom my husband identify as a stepdad to my kids we talk about our kids as stepkids stepbrothers stepsisters so in our family we use the word step personally i'm not a big fan of the word blended because mm. for me blended means there's an implication that you blend two families together with the expectation of functioning like a traditional family. And in my view, they can't, they are something, we are something different. Um, yeah. I know in some European countries, they refer to bonus family or bonus mum, bonus dad. Um, you know, so I, I don't think there's any right or wrong. And it's, it's down to the individual family to decide how they want to refer to themselves. Yeah, sure. Sure. It's interesting. And, and the, the facts that you gave us as well, saying about, um, you know, the step family being the fastest growing family type, um, it is very interesting. I, I remember yeah. going back to, I did some um, studying with the Open University, uh, sociology studying uh, social science, and we discussed the the different, you know, the tradi- traditional family and the different types. And I think that there was sort of seven different types and I remember thinking you know that was all because I I have come from a traditional family it, it was you know kind of uh, a, an eye-opener for me but that was a long time ago so now the different types of family have have evolved mm. and yeah yeah it's I, I'm not surprised to hear that, that it's the fastest growing family type at all um so and obviously more need for for thinking about certain things which leads me into your principles which sound very very useful um Mm. can you you've developed the five principles to help families can you just outline the the principles for us of course um so the first one which i think is really important is to have realistic expectations as and i've um, alluded to this already how important it is for you to have realistic expectations of what step family life is going to be like and I think you know a a lot of step parents try to live by expectations others may have placed on them they are fulfilling a role which they think they should be doing um Mm, when in fact that they're not realistic they're not realistic and you know and also they need to be aligned um with their partner's expectations as well because the partner might expect the step parent to be really involved, um, you know, doing bedtimes, homework, all of those things. But the step parent might just think, mm, no, this is not really for me or the other way around. So it's really important for the couple to to have those discussions and to make sure those expectations are aligned. Um, the second principle is defining the step parent's role in the within the step family um, unit, because um, this is something I really struggled with um, because I was mum to my kids, but I didn't really understand my role in my husband's kids' lives. And it was actually a few years ago that um, I think my stepson was about 18 and we had a discussion about it. And he said that he could never understand why I was telling him off because he always saw me as his biggest sister. Mm, and that was a real eye opener for me because that explained so much. So when he was giving me, you know, he was throwing shades, as they say, or he was, <laughs> he was, um, you know, for him, it was just normal sibling banter. Mm. And I thought he was being disrespectful 
So, you know, he never saw me as that authority figure. And I really always struggled with that. So that's really important for me to help step parents define their role. And again, it's define their role that works for them, not the role that they think others are expected of them. Mm. Um, the third one is creating and maintaining healthy boundaries. Now, one of the biggest, biggest, biggest concerns or challenges step parents, step mums in particular struggle with is the relationship and the influence their partner's ex-wife might be having on their family. Mm. And the way you deal with that is through boundaries. So I work with step parents to put those boundaries in place, but it's also not just with the ex, it's also boundaries with the kids, um, how you deal with discipline, how you deal with perhaps challenging behaviour from the kids. All of those things can be dealt with through having really, really strong boundaries in place. And then the fourth principle is nurturing the couple relationship. And, you know, the, the, the couple relationship is the newest and also the most fragile relationship in the step family. And therefore, it has to be nurtured and protected. And I always say, without the step couple, there is no step family. So it's really, really important because the step couple is the glue that is holding the step family together. And kids are not stupid. Kids will see the cracks and they will absolutely use it to their advantage. And I think that's the same for, for even parents in traditional families. You know, kids, kids can see where they what they need to do to benefit themselves, you know? Yes, yeah, absolutely. So it's really important for the step for the step couple to put their relationship first and to nurture it. And then the last principle is practicing self-care because, again, it's really important for the step-parent to make sure, and it's like I've already said, have your own hobbies. If you, you find, you know, you spend, after every weekend you have all the kids cleaning the house, cleaning up after everybody, get a cleaner. You know, self-care doesn't have to mean expensive facials or spa days. It can be as simple as going for a walk, listening to a podcast, it can be as simple as making sure you go to a yoga class. Um, you know, so self-care is making sure you take care of your own needs and making sure your needs are being met within the step family. Mm. Yeah, very important. That's brilliant. Thank you. So can you let us know what you're working on at the moment? I mean, has lockdown affected you at all? Have you been able to continue? So um, lockdown has affected me in that I had a workshop booked in, um, it was going to be in May 2020, if you're listening in the future, but unfortunately that got cancelled because of lockdown. So I'm going to be picking up my workshops again um, as soon as I'm able to, once restrictions have been lifted. Um, and I'm also working on putting my workshops or provide, um, sorry, offering my workshops as an online programme for step parents. And Something I'm really excited about is that um, an app exclusively for stepmoms is being developed at the moment. I mean, we are in July 2020 now, if you're listening in the future. So it's due to launch in the next few weeks, um, very, very soon. And it's called Stepmoms. So that's Step M-O-M-Z. And it's been developed for stepmoms by stepmoms. Um, I'm part of an amazing, a, a team of amazing coaches. And I will be providing in-app coaching as well as resources. And I'll be moderating a number of forums within the app. 
And one of the reasons I'm so excited about this is because this is what I needed 11 years ago, because you will have 24-7 support at your fingertips. You'll be able to, it's a community, you'll be able to interact with other step parents so you know you're not alone and you'll also be able to get support from experts within the app. Oh, that sounds something that is going to provide so much value uh, for Absolutely. so many stepmoms. I think mm. that is, uh, that's, oh, yeah, well, well done. I think that's going to be, as I say, something that's going to yeah. be so useful. So and it's global. It's global as well. It's it's being developed in the US, but um, I'm the regional lead for the UK. Um, and we also have coaches from New Zealand. Um, so, you know, it's a, it's a worldwide thing. So, if there are any step parents listening to this, you are not alone. And there, there is a support available out there. Oh, what a great project. So if anybody listening wants to find out more about you or the app, uh, where do they go? How can they find you? So my website is magritstain, or one word, .co.uk. Um, they can also find me on Instagram, which is magrit underscore stain. Um, I have a Facebook page, which is Magritte Stain Coaching. I'm also on Pinterest. Um, and the Step Mums app, there's a website for the app. Again, it's stepmomz.com. And they can register on the website and be notified when, um, when the app is going live. That's brilliant. That's great. Well, Unfortunately, that's all we've got time for today. Um, <laughs> it's flown by. so quickly. It has, and there's, I, you know, honestly, I have loads more questions. Um, but um, <laughs> thank you for educating us today because I've, I've found it completely fascinating. It's, it's not something that in the past I have spent a lot of time thinking about because I'm not in that situation. But it's, it's really, really good to hear. Um, you know hear about life from your point of view and and to hear that you're helping other people in the same situation it's brilliant so mm. thank you so much um Isla apologies I think I took over because my curiosity was taking over and um <laughs> I've asked probably more questions so I'm sorry if you've got loads more questions perhaps we can um pin Margaret down after the podcast and carry on a bit <laughs> I'm, I'm sure um, I'm sh- and, and for our and for our for our listeners, I'm sure you've got many questions too. So do let us know what you think about this particular podcast. Find us on social media. Do check us out on Twitter and Facebook at the Biz Diaries, and let us know what you uh, you know what you what you thought. Yeah, that would be great to get some feedback. It really would. Mm. So all that remains is to obviously give thanks to our guest Marguerite Stay. Thank you. Thank you very um, much for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure, absolute pleasure. Um, thanks to Paul Cheese for our fab jingle. And of course, you, the listener. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and that you'll join us again for another one. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Bye. We hope you have enjoyed listening to this edition of The Business Diaries. We would love to hear your feedback. Please find us on Twitter and Facebook at The Biz Diaries. 